Hey. Hey, Evangelist WTF at TFW. Hey. Hey. Recording. This one's a pencil. What the f*** is going on down there? I have a handful of old comic books uh, from when my dad was a kid, and one of them is an issue of Tales to Astonish featuring a giant man battling the living eraser. He stole it! And everything he karate chops just disappears. That's not bad, actually. That's cooler than just, like, wiping an eraser on Karate chop and then you get erased. Yeah. I'm into that. I'm into it, and we're into the show. There, and now I did the thing where we're like, oh, and now we're uh, we're in the show. Oh, Hi, no, no. Hi. Uh, welcome How to WTF at, at TFW. I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little tired, admittedly. A little behind the scenes. I'm probably going to check out when we're done, because I'm probably going to go fall asleep right away. Because I'm That's fine. I'm resetting brain for travel, because I got travel coming up. Uh, it's almost TFCon LA, and I've, I, I've seen this Tales to Astonish cover. I remember this guy! I had a trading card for him, the stupid living eraser. I remember him. He's not stupid. He'll no, wipe you out. No, he's not stupid. I mean, that's endearing stupid is what I'm saying. You know, like when you, when you, when you like someone, you're like, hey, you're stupid. Yeah, I could retire on my first appearance of the living eraser money. Oh, yeah, he's just cutting these X's out of people. That's solid. Uh... Seth, we're we're gonna see each other in person uh, in yeah. days. So we got a little casual recording. I, I didn't want to. So we could have shoved a bunch of recordings to TFCon, but then it would have been me trying to make you and Aaron do like thirteen podcast recordings during TFCon, and I don't want to do that. Uh, which is the only important part. Whoa, whoa, narcissism. So we're doing a, a little a little shorty short with listener questions here, but we're shaking the formula up this week for reason. We're going to do a little bit of what we got this week right up front. We're going to yeah. tap we're going to tap into that YouTube money and we're going to do one of those um uh, blind exclusive unboxing first look reveal reviews. Yeah, you've gotten rich off of those. Yeah. Opening Lego minifigs. So I just got home from Ooh. Target and invested in four packs of bot bots um my girlfriend and i each picked two and we looked at a little list with the corresponding hidden code number and we're gonna find out if we got the ones that we thought we got all right otherwise yo i'm selling bot bots at tfcon this weekend <laughs> hey they're probably a good deal so let's just get into it i'm gonna open one right now go for it those are some fun balls to pop, let me tell you. I've done it a few times. Put your thumb Aye, in it. I got the corn dog guy. Hey! That's, that's one of the ones it's supposed to be. All right. And now, she, and now she's sitting here. She's not on microphone. She doesn't have headphones either. But she's open. trying to open one. <laughs> Ball, you gotta, you get, you gotta go. push the it's ball. It's gonna be cocoa. I know it. Yeah. And it's a cocoa! Yeah, it's the, the little cup of hot cocoa guy. Hey, I like and that now, one. I'm opening the other one. So, so far, the codes have panned out. and We got what we thought we got. Hey, I got the soda cup guy. Woo! Like the, the cup of soda from the fast food restaurant. I got my last one. And he's got a straw. It's a and it's supposed it to be the cupcake. cupcake. And it's the cupcake guy. Oh, that's the, the vampire cupcake. The vampire that's, uh, cupcake. That's exclusive to the blind packs. 
Yeah. Okay, so the codes worked out. Yep. They were correct. Excellent. We didn't get scammed. You didn't get scammed by the cheating of the blind bag system? Did you pull the uh, directions out? Okay. There should be a little, uh, right. little booklet in there with their name and a uh, little biography. Some, yeah. Uh, some fun stuff. Yeah, I pulled mine out. She's got to remember to pull hers out, and now she is taken off. Frost Feratu. Uh, oh, congratulations. So, that's what I got this week. All right, we're flipping the formula here. Four bot bots. You know what? That's more than three. Yeah. Uh, Seth, let, let's let's keep rolling then. Um, okay. I'll save my mysterious what we got Off this week topic for what we got. For the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, uh, then the we're show's actually, over. <laughs> we're actually out to just like screw all y'all over. No, we got listener questions in here. Oh, yeah. We got a pair of listener questions, pair of little news items. It's going to be a nice little, little snippety snap. Uh, we got a listener question from EZIM93. Uh, and this is actually kind of just, it's it's been weeks. There is still something I kept forgetting to ever talk about on here that was revealed during Toy Fair, but not at Toy Fair. Uh, so uh, EZIM says, hey, fellows, uh, as I'm seeing, a lot of people bemoan that what we saw at Toy Fair was stuff we already know about. A part of me wants to point out that had a lot of figures not been leaked. Actually, this isn't, sorry, this isn't the thing I'm thinking of. Um, that's later on uh it gets mentioned but this question says uh part of me wants to point out that we had a lot of figures that had uh if we if a lot of these figures had not been leaked like galaxy force optimus they would have been mind-blowing to see for the first time at toy fair uh in this day and age where sometimes entire waves of upcoming transformers can get spoiled due to either internal leaks or store listings uh, i will editorial and add in um industrious weibo bloggers uh what are your thoughts on when future transformers are leaked and do you feel it can sometimes spoil the surprise a little bit um, Seth, I got two minds about this. How many minds you got about this? Four minds. That's all. Those bot bots are awake and active. Jiminy Cricket. Because <laughs> I like the surprise at a toy fair when like some kind of really big cool thing just shows up and it's done, and you're like, "Holy crap, that's amazing!" Uh, but it's like a very fleeting "Holy crap, it's amazing," and. I find I don't I don't really necessarily mind having that get spread out a little bit because it makes it makes it more digestible. I'm finding like it's worth noting that like a lot of the the leaks like the, there was the leaked Galaxy Force Optimus, but a lot of the Transformers reveals Hasbro let another outlet reveal like a week before Toy Fair, uh, mm-hmm. at least in CAD. So like I don't think like I get where this is coming from, and I wouldn't tell someone like oh, get over it, but like. Personally speaking, I, I've come to not mind it as much because we ha- also have like three separate reveal moments at least in the year now, as opposed to like just Toy Fair. We got NYCC, uh, we got Wonderfest, we got Tokyo Toy Show. Sometimes, uh, what about you, Seth? Well, it kind of puts me back in the times of my youth where uh, the reveals were the cartoon and like you would see new characters for the first time on TV and then their toys would pop up later. Um, so it's kind of a different thing <laughs> that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't mind. It doesn't bother me. Um, going to find out anyway. Yeah. Like if it's all during one and then like, there's a bunch of stuff where I'm not paying attention to at all, where even if it had been shown before, like non transformer kind of stuff, um, when you get to these big shows, 
um, there's so much new stuff getting announced to get hype about. Um, it, it just makes it easier to keep track of things like, okay, I already knew about all these transformers, so I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And, and I could look into like, Oh, what's this Marvel stuff they're doing? Hey, what's star Wars up to? Or like, you know, transformers thing, you know, the CAD model photo got revealed and then you have a week to digest that. Then when toy fair comes around, you're like, Hey, I know what I want to look for in the booth photos of the physical. Yeah. Uh, what, what I'll also say is we're in an era now where, uh, like, in the last couple of years, I think a couple of toys have managed to just, like, sneak out without anyone knowing about them until someone bought them. Uh, and in light of that, I think I find that, like, exponentially more exciting than being shown something at Toy Fair. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, this is the idea that, like, hey, this is like this Voyager toy kind of just stuck out. And you're like, whoa, whoa, what? Because the, the thing about Toy Fair that over the years has diminished it a little bit for me is that everything we see at Toy Fair, some of it is going to like some of it's going to be available in a couple weeks, some of it in a couple months, some of it at the end of the year that we're still at the beginning of. Uh, and it, it was, I think, about five or six years ago when I finally had the realization, like I was sitting there trying to plan out, oh, how am I going to get all this stuff? And I was like, it's all going to come out over the next eight to 12 months. Obviously, that's how I'm going to get it is it's not all coming out tomorrow. And then I was kind of like, I, I don't really have to think about it till it's coming out. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we've gone through such a long stretch of like the years where everything was leaking out of the Chinese factories. Mm-hmm. Like w- way before Hasbro ever attempted or intended to announce them. Um, then to go into a situation where, hey, yeah, it's Hasbro letting us know about the stuff before a big show, but at least it's on their schedule again. Yeah. And it also means the people who are going to cover toy fair can go in with like a couple preconceived questions. It's like, uh-huh. it's, it's, I think it's better for the coverage in a way that some, some of that stuff you don't have to on the spot, think of what to ask about it. Uh, like you're trying to process this thing exists and you have the chance to talk to like John Warden and everyone. And you're like, well, uh, uh, Omega Supreme sure is tall. And then, you know, that just like lets John go into a pre scripted bit talking about scale and everything, which can be interesting. But like, I don't know. I, I felt like some of the, the questions asked on the show floor were a little more pointed in a good way because, uh, you know, folks weren't folks weren't in like that, f- that uh, that kind of blinding rush of fresh toy processing. Um, also I want to throw in like a little intermediary, um, thing that isn't a thing anymore, but I remember back in 2002, I believe, uh, we all saw our, like Transformers Armada wave one for the first time ever, uh, by having to go out and buy that month's issue of Toy Fair magazine. Cause that's where it was exclusively revealed. Mm-hmm. And we were all like flipping through Toy Fair magazine and posting on message boards, referencing photos in our magazines sitting on our desks. Uh, and that <laughs> that was, I think, a very special time because that's like that's a true transitory media moment that could only exist for that little handful of, of years. Uh, as I fondly remember that that one Toy Fair issue of all of us like, oh, the Starscream, do you see the hinge on the back of the wing? There's a hinge back there. Oh, my God. Uh, it was fun. Um, well, I remember seeing Cup and Hot Rod for the first time in a Canadian store. Ooh. Because I was in Canada for the uh, World's Fair, and that was the first time 
we saw him. Do you remember the and storm? I remember my brother and I being like, whoa, this is like, this must be like, and like the movie hadn't been out yet. So we had no reference. You, like we you, didn't know the movie was coming and we didn't know the movie was set in the future. Do you, do you remember um, the so store we just name at all? Were, like was it no. a chain or? Oh, nuts. I have, I have no memory. We were in a store in Canada and there was a toy section and, and they had these. Was it a department had, store? Do you remember at all? I don't. I don't think it was that big. Okay. Because we, a lot of those chains were around until I was about halfway through elementary school. And then a lot of Canadian chains that were there when I was a baby started to disappear. Some of them I know. We had consumers distributing, but then I couldn't have been that because you were in a store store. Uh, yeah. But there was like this moment of confusion where my brother and I were trying to figure out like, so is this just like their Cybertron modes? Like from the very first episode of the TV show? Um, hey, why is there French on these boxes also? Are these like some sort of crazy knockoffs? <laughs> hey, are we in another country? <laughs> why well, we are, didn't know that. We didn't know about different? languages and stuff. <laughs> Your rules about everything having to be in French also. Did you, you have just dumb pas- kids. Did you have to use a passport for that? Then? Hell really? no. Yeah. Not in 1986. Are you nuts? Yeah, because you drove, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you could just drive over the border. I, I, I was able to do that a couple times. When I was super tiny before everything changed. That was a post 9-11 thing. Yeah. So that was an early 2000s switch that you needed passports. Yeah, and I, never, I haven't been to Canada since. Yeah, never Because I refuse. I refuse to get a passport. I, I remember during G2, uh, we walked into America over Niagara Falls Bridge or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, and we walked in and bought uh, GoBots. That G2 Transformer with the water squirter, whose name was was Autobot Gobots. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then walked back through the border with it. And I remember as a small kid being vaguely confused as to what just happened. Because uh, <laughs> it didn't occur to me you could just walk into another country. I always assumed you had to fly. Uh, so I got very confused for a good hour <laughs> or so. And I was like, hey, wait, how do we just go to America? <laughs> like, the how second was... time uh, I ever went to Canada was across that bridge at Niagara Falls. Hey! And we walked over for lunch, and then we went into some gift shops, and we thought it was cool that like all the shops on both sides took both American and Canadian money. It was very convenient, as did the place we had lunch. And one of the gift shops was selling swords, and mm-hmm. I really wanted a sword real bad. And there was like a moment where it seemed like my dad was almost going to buy me one of those swords and then didn't. And uh, it's it's been my white whale ever since to own a sword. I mean, I can hook you up with Canadian swords if you really... You just have to get a passport and then you can come on over. And I could go to Japantown and get some crazy-ass swords right now. It's not the same. It's not, it's not a, not I mean, a yeah, bespoke... Yeah, it's not Canadian sword. Not a bespoke Niagara Fallsian sword. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It'd be a different kind of sword. It's cooled in the but rush of the falls. I squandered all of my years of there not being anyone who could stop me from getting a sword. Uh, like all the time I lived alone. Uh, yeah, now, uh, and now, now my girlfriend won't let me buy a sword. Well, he's gotta, you gotta paint it as being for self. You gotta go take some sword classes. I do. I then... say for home defense. 
Okay, because legit, that was my dad's plan, and it actually made me feel pretty secure the one time I was, like, home alone for a couple weeks, that there were swords everywhere. <laughs> I was like, sure, go ahead. I will stab well, were they, you. like, foils for fencing? Or oh, did no. you, like, have a, have a broadsword laying my dad around? Would a broadsword? My dad would broad buy sword. ornamental swords and then sharpen them. <laughs> we had a lot of deadly swords sitting around for a good long while. Um, so hopefully right. that answers your question, Ezim93, nice and concisely. Yeah. Uh, Broad sword. I would say, like, don't feel bad if you wish there was, you know, not as many spoiled surprises. That means it's still fresh to you guys, uh, those of you out there who find it that fresh. And that's a good thing. Uh, you haven't been uh, pounded into a, a small jaded nickel. Uh, like, like my expectation. Nah, I've I've been pounded. I just need I need I need those toys to come out like unannounced. Just show up, be like, whoa! Why is this Studio Series Megatron have a different number and and a damaged head? When did that get announced? Look at all the paint. Well, if that's what you want, get off the internet. No, but it's even better when I'm all over Pretend. the internet and I still get surprised. Pretend it's 1986. Oh no! I gotta... never look at the internet. If and you, then be like, up, whoa, if you put did up you the see internet, that new G.I. Joe guy that turns blue in the sun? Hey, you put up the internet, so you're all like, I should know everything. Then when something surprises you, you're like, uh, very good. That's a very good surprise. Uh, you know, it's like it's like finding that rare, that, that absinthe with the burnt sugar on the spoon or whatever. And it's a, this is a, delic- a delicate treat, uh, this news I haven't heard of. Um still haven't tried absinthe do you like licorice yeah okay then you'll probably like it yeah uh hey see one of the reasons why i never tried it is i want to do it like as legit as possible yeah you got to get the sugar and on the spoon. i haven't yeah i haven't researched what a legit absinthe is like i could go to the liquor store and see like 20 different bottles of absinthe get but i don't one. know which ones are legit and which ones are baloney they're supposed to be blue that's the main thing get a blue one and it also well, like should the, be combustible. The old school stuff turns green when you pour it over the sugar, right? Yeah, yeah, but it, it starts off blue in the bottle, if I recall correctly. Oh, it starts off blue? Okay. Because I've seen ones that are, like, neon green, and I and I like go, oh, well, that can't be legit. That, Bear in that mind fake. that I might be completely wrong, because my main absinthe memory is the time me and some dimwit friend convinced me to mix it with rum, uh, which what? ended badly. Uh, we had it normally the good way for a little bit, and then and then this this dumbass was like, uh, "Put put some in the rum now." <laughs> uh, so I <laughs> so I puked all over his bathroom, and then made him feed me the next day, and then I left. Uh, <laughs> like like here comes the choo choo. Open up for the airplane, feed you, or just buy no, you it was, a it was, McDonald's egg McMuffin. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling way the hell too weak to get up and leave right now. So go make me some toast. Kind of thing. Okay, but he, he wasn't like hand feeding you. Oh no, food, I was right? I was taking okay. the toast. The first piece of toast came <laughs> right back out, but uh, I told him to go make me another one because uh, it was all his fault. Um, <laughs> uh, it was also, true. you might want to get a mop. Yeah, I was like, by the way, enjoy your washer. <laughs> I'm I'm I think I'm hyperbolizing the story a little bit, but I don't. You know what? No one's ever going to be able to check any of this, so let's just roll with the fun explanation. Uh, Once you didn't dox your friend, we can't go ask. That's right. Uh, In fact, I don't think he even lives in the country anymore. Uh Uh-oh, I just opened up the globe. Go look where in the world. Now we just have to find out 
who has left Canada in that. <laughs> and that will narrow it down. That's small. It might have been it might have been it might have been Michael J. Fox. <laughs> now, which one of you ever had to clean your bathroom? It might have been Jim Carrey. It might have been Paul Schaefer. <laughs> I'm not saying it wasn't Jim Carrey, but I'm not saying it was either. I'm just saying, whoa. Seth, we got another big whoa. All right. Bumblebee movie uh, continues oh, no. to deliver the freshness sensation of positive press for a Transformers film. After reviewing pretty well, uh, after making uh, apparently money, uh, it also got the stamp that they started last year uh, to say, this film did the bare minimum to have female representation anywhere. Uh, the so, bare minimum? Yeah, the, like like straight up percent. Like they, they have um, statistics that are like percentile based. Uh it's very straightforward. It's like, like you know, it uses the verb awarded, but it was pointed out several times. It's like, this isn't even an award. This is just a stamp saying, yes, you, you, you did the bare minimum. Like you had, like in this case, for instance, there was a female screenwriter uh, and a female lead. Um, the, the film, I think, also like portrayed a pretty strong female character and didn't fall into some other like Michael Bay tropes like, yo, you want to lean over that engine? You want to bend over that motorcycle? It's my Michael Bay impersonation. But uh, I thought it, I thought it, it was worth does highlighting. Does it pass the Bechdel test, though? I want to say that someone checked, and it does. I can't quite recall, mm. but I know someone was going to go check that because they were like, you know, this movie's doing everything so well. Why don't we go check this, too? Because the last bunch certainly did not. Okay. Did the movie have at least two women in it? There's the main girl. Yeah, and her mom. What's her name? And her mom. Were there any other women? John Cena. No, uh, also, no, no. <laughs> one of the Decepticons. One uh, of the Decepticons was yeah. technically female. Yeah. Angela okay. Bassett. Do do those women talk to each other? Yes. Okay. She she talks to her mom. And Angela Bassett talks to everybody eventually. That seems like cheating, though. Angela Bassett basically says, "I'm gonna kill you." I think at some point. Okay, and then do they talk to each other? About something besides a man. I actually don't remember when Charlie talks about a guy. Yeah. Okay, I think it does. I think it's cheating if it's a mother and daughter, though. <laughs> Listen, I don't... I don't. It I seems don't... like it's cheating. We'll, we'll check with... And I don't think Charlie ever really talks to a... Was it slip? Shatter, slip, shatter, shatter. No, no, they they, shatter, they share they shatter, share a couple shatter, words. Shatter spot. They they share well, I think enough yelling words. threats doesn't count. Listen, <laughs> dialogue <laughs> is dialogue. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you know it, it's uh, it's. I think it does pass the Bechdel test. I think it's it's a little bit a little bit cheating, but it, it passes. It's it's just nice that like at the you know once once more at the last minute like the Bumblebee movie. You know, I think right before its actual home release, just goes like, "Hey, I'm just gonna take one more little accreditation that says I'm like the polar opposite of the the steamy stuff, the the decade of this isn't uh, this isn't too bad." Uh, so congratulations. Um, there's a bunch of other movies in here. I did not see almost any of them because I didn't really see any movies that weren't nerd related in the last year. Um, uh, let me see. I'm gonna skim through them. I, I know I what Ocean's Eight is. Movies in the last year, and I know Crazy Rich Asians. 
I yes, I've heard of that. I heard of I Feel Pretty. I oh, can't yeah, tell you what that one's time. about though. I forgot a wrinkle in time was I remember the trailer. Um, um I haven't oh, seen any you know, of these we can't do this. Girl this, movies. Is, this is us doing the this is us doing the Oscars again where we're like, oh, what's, the, what's this list? I don't know this one. What's this one? I know that was a great segment, highest rated segment we ever had. <laughs> oh no, you got the ratings in already? No, it's yeah, me got the ratings. This. Yeah, Damn it. highest rated segment. <laughs> Let's go find highest more level, lists of <laughs> highest level of engagement. Let's go the find more lists of things we don't know. <laughs> it was trending. It was trending on Twitter for forty-eight days. Listen, the analytics say people love it when we look at lists of things we don't know and say we don't know what's on the list. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see any of these movies. Uh, I saw Bumblebee. Duck butter. I want to wait. What's duck butter? Uh, I think I want to see Duck Butter. It's like foie gras. It's on Netflix. Well, there you go. Well, that's what you're doing tonight. Uh, is that the is is Duck Butter the one where? Uh, oh, are you asking me about Duck Butter? <laughs> is is that the one where the the chick from Demolition Man is wearing a blindfold? I, I, look, and everyone was doing the Duck Butter challenge. All I said was it's foie gras. I know what you're talking about. That's the <laughs> the the spindle box challenge or whatever. Um, the Duck Butter challenge. <laughs> oh, no. Where Netflix was like, hey y'all, don't. Don't do the duck butter challenge. This is all going terrible. Just because the lady from Demolition Man did it doesn't mean you should do it. Foie gras is something you can get at the grocery store. It's a nice thing to do. It has nothing to do with ducks. That's a goose thing. Oh, God. Hey, Seth, I need to very <laughs> Geese unsmoothly are Screw them and their stupid livers. <laughs> Screw them and their stupid livers. Yeah. That's pate. That's not foie gras. I don't listen. No, it's goose liver. Faragua is goose liver. I thought it was duck fat. No. Hey, wait a second. They jam a tube down a, a goose's gullet. What am I thinking? I, I of? think I think you could also do it with ducks. I don't know. Okay. And then you well. force feed them, and then their livers get all fatty and gross, and then you rip them out. Okay, it's and, a duck or goose, and you you sell for a lot of money. So, what is the French word for duck fat then? Well, no, 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 I'm stopping this. I'm the one doing it now. I'm, okay. <laughs> hey. My did, point stands, geese are a-holes. Have, I'm Don't not feel sorry for them. A goose bit my brother once when he was a kid, I was told. I was riding my bicycle a couple of years ago, and a goose, a Canadian goose, as a matter of fact. Oh, those are those ones are fine. Jumped out of some ivy and ran into the street. Almost causing a pickup truck to swerve into oncoming traffic. Yeah. You know, the Canadian geese are what we call the equalizer. You know, it didn't even try to fly. It was like, I'm just going to run in the street. Yeah. Canadian in front geese, of this pickup we, truck. We send them down there just to, you know, keep things nice and square, just to like rough you guys up a bit. Uh, if you work anywhere near the border, you, you certainly know about our, our Canadian geese bombing squads. You just sort of fly down and poop on everyone's cars as long as they're not Canadian. Um, it's called the Equalizer. Uh, Seth, have you heard of Australia? I've I I saw a video on YouTube uh, that po- posited the um, uh, the theory that Australia is fake. Well, and they made some very convincing arguments. Well, that, I, I must say that that's not the video I'm here to talk about today. In fact, I'm just here to talk about one photo. Uh, but that video, you know, that that certainly is an opinion that one could put a lot of effort into assembling. 
if Australia is real, they had a toy fair. And at that toy fair, they had a lot of the stuff we've already seen on display. But I got a highlight. They had the new Omega Supreme on display, along with uh, the G1 Omega Supreme. And then putting in a rare appearance, given how, you know, badly treated he is by most of this fandom. Uh, The best G1 Transformer, uh, Action Master Elite Omega Supreme, also put in an official sanctioned Hasbro appearance. Uh to finish off the display of historical Omega Supreme toys, because the, you can't just show the two dumb ones. You have to show the real one as well. And finally the real one showed up. So uh, I can tell from this photo, uh, it doesn't look like he has too much paint chipping on his red visor. So this one seems to have been upkept pretty well, you know, very impressive. Uh, still got his uh, ponytail. Um, I'm very impressed. Uh, Australia uh, is pretty much the greatest continent uh, in the Transformers fandom, and this only nails it down. Uh, it's the only one that that had the wherewithal to bring real Omega Supreme uh, in to you know put a little stamp of approval on this newfangled kid stuff they're putting out. Um, so I just wanted to highlight that, Seth. I don't know if you have anything to add uh, to this topic. No, no. Uh, the thumbnail on this, it turns out Australia is fake video is like some real solid. 2019 youtube garbage man it's a big red <laughs> fake stamp and a giant red arrow pointing at a picture of the continent of australia you know, just in and case i i don't get it <laughs> well this is from a youtube channel called laser beam and i've seen many of laser beams videos in the past and he is australian so he would know yeah that it's fake well, i mean firsthand accounts from there I, yeah. I i do appreciate that youtube thumbnail has turned into an aesthetic that like rides the line of irony uh in a way where it's sometimes like you just got to stare at a thing and got to figure out like how pointed is the rule of three being used with this big red arrow uh i was positing on twitter some oh it was was just uh, you know the new live action sonic i was like let me already create the new live action sonic youtube thumbnail uh that you're gonna see for the next year and uh and someone made one and sent it to me in a reply and i was like that's really good that well, air, the that... mr yeah I, I saw when you retweeted it but the mr saturday night movie channel is uh really good at doing the mocking version of the circles and red arrows thing for their thumbnails the red arrows thing transcending video games and just going all over youtube is like it's great how much we recognize it. Also, I hate it, but it's great that we recognize <laughs> it. I, I I appreciate we have that sense of, you know, reality <laughs> about what's going on. Uh, oh, there was one new thing at Australia that wasn't at our toy fair. They actually got a, a BotBot scoop, now that you're freshly into that series. Scoopity-doop. Uh, there's a BotBot. Uh, so, so they have those single blind packs you were getting. Uh, they have five packs and eight packs that are all like, they're not blind. They, they're made to look like it, but they all have, you know, depending on who's visible, they all have the same contents. Uh, they just revealed a new 16 pack, (gasps) the arcade renegades surprise. Let me send you a link to this. So this one, you can see eight of the 16. And then what they did is they took those, uh, poppable ball sack things that the blind packs use Oh, heavens. They lined up eight of them to make it look like an arcade game. Uh, And then on the fake monitor of the arcade game is where the eight visible ones will be. 
so I expect that those eight in the in the balls are not blind packed. They are preset, and someone will figure out what they are when this comes out. But this is the most interesting packaging they've done for this series since the single blind ball. Uh, yes, it is pretty fancy packaging. Yeah. One of them was a pretzel. And I'm down for that. Uh, it looks like a box of popcorn. Yeah, there's a lot of food I'm in okay this arcade renegade surprise. Yeah, some of it is food that um, I would not be surprised to see at an arcade if an arcade still existed and had a snack stand yeah, like um, Space Station did when I was a kid in Novato, California. Um, I don't know what that yellow guy is. Though. I think what he's a, he? I think he's a is cheese he a wheel. I think he's a cheese wheel. A cheese wheel? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, so one thing note, to note, because I don't know if you've looked closely at them, but the, the eight packs and five packs are named similarly. They like pick one of the tribes and say, it's this tribe five pack. There's like two members of that tribe. Like barely any yeah. of the toys included actually are relevant to the name uh, yeah, other than ridiculous. the numbers. So the, they should, they should be more <laughs> on the ball with these things. Uh, I'm interested to see when this thing comes out because this looks like it's going to be fun to catch on the uh, on the pegs. Uh, it's got the peg hole thing up there at the top to hang on a rack of toys. Um, I don't think there's any other fresh news out of Toy Fair Australia other than Spream, of course, putting in a rare appearance, uh, new bot bots. Uh, I think the bot bots kind of actually put on a better showing in Australia than in America. Um, I just I just realized something. Mm-hmm. Australia is the helicopter of countries. That's rude. That's crossing a lot of streams together. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I, all, my only reaction is I blinked a lot and kind of my head went in a little circle. <laughs> uh, but I'm just like, you know, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll say that. Um, helicopters are cool. Uh, they, they fly with spinny stuff. Uh, Seth, I think that finishes our coverage of the news, which means we have another listener question. All right. We can jump into this. Comes from the Stampede, uh, who has a question for us coming off of episode five five one, which was our last recording. Uh, you guys discuss the desire for complete accuracy in toys. So, in continuation of that discussion, where do you all fall when thinking about accuracy with homages? As an example, compare the two upcoming Unicron Trilogy Optimus figures that none of us on this podcast have actually talked about yet. Uh, there's the Armada Convoy that was announced at Winterfest, uh, which was completely original. Uh, it was inspired by the original, but none of the detailing is based directly on the show or the original toy. Uh, that's the little version of Bendy Prime that was at Wonderfest. Um, yeah. There's also a Star Convoy who appears to be a retool of Power of the Prime's Leader Prime. The cab has enough stuff that was discerned off of it to look like it turns into a toy-accurate G1 Optimus Prime. Uh, the reason why I never put that in the topic list is Toy Fair happened, and also those were two great prototypes standing on a table with no release info, and after Toy Fair, it was, it was very hard to muster up the the want to converse about those after doing weeks and weeks of Toy Fair stuff, so I, I apologize about that. Um, so let's compare that Armada Optimus thing that we saw at Winterfest, Wonderfest. Uh, on the other hand, we have Galaxy Upgrade Optimus, which is the one that was at Toy Fair, the, uh, the Leader Siege Prime who's retooled out of Magnus. Uh, this one's a remold of Ultra Magnus and has random fake parts all over the place to make it more accurate to the original toy. 
Uh, I'll admit the Galaxy release is frustrating to me for a number of reasons, especially since I've been so excited about the thought of new Unicron trilogy figures. As seen on Magnus with its rid homage and the inner robot for this Prime, they weren't beholden to being completely accurate, so the fake wheels on the wings, specifically, are really bothering my OCD. I suppose it should have raised the price, but they could have made that panel double-sided or flip around so the wheels were visible in alt mode, or they could have parts formed it to fill in the open wheel space on the cab. Uh, I'll editorialize and say they also could have just painted the back of those things black, and I think they would have looked fine. Um, so how do you prefer your homages as accurate as possible or just in the spirit of the original? Uh, and then there's another thing about fake parts we'll get into after this. So, uh, Seth, uh, when it comes to just like homages, like your G1 homages, like say it's a brand new Rekgar, but he's got a real G1 Rekgar head. Um, do you then need those homage pieces to be as accurate as possible? Or is that, is that matter once they're just homage pieces? Yeah, I don't think they need to be super duper accurate. Um, the more accurate than I think kind of the cooler it is, except um, for like having like better articulation and stuff. Like I don't want it so accurate that it's just a brick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, so like I think it's cool if it's very similar and very posable like masterpiece figures. Um but I don't think that's a requirement. Like I really like what they're doing in Siege where um the the, the vehicle modes just can't be spot yeah. on because of licensing and so they get away with it by no this is their space modes um boy it sure is convenient that what cybertronians consider a green jeep is so similar to what earthlings consider a green jeep still super dumb still the dumbest vehicle mode (laughs) i love that toy that's the dumbest vehicle mode uh yeah they're all very similar uh boy not a lot of imagination out there in the universe oh jeez but um yeah, but like I I think it's cool when like it's close enough that you go, "Oh yeah, that is based on blank, but it's still not just a reissue." Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing. Like if it's too similar, then just do a reissue. Like at some point, I would rather have a reissue um that is just a brick, but then that's the most accurate it could be. Um, so I, I think there's like this weird, it's different for everybody sweet spot of like where the balance between homage and reissue. Yeah. And then some people that, that sweet spot is completely outside because they want something more original. Yeah. Like I have a thin line where like a a really, say we have like a really original thing. Like some, you know, some kind of really original Rekgar, because it's just the first one that pops in my head. Um, but then he's covered in all these details where when you look at them close enough, you're like, holy crap, like the placement of these like rectangular divot sculpting surface details match on the toy or this one matches on the cartoon. Like, I love the fine line of like taking tiny individual details that aren't like as obvious and like smashing them all over the place into into a, a brand new design to have these little throwbacks that are super tiny. But it's a fine line to walk because I think that's cool, but I think that that can get pushed to the point of like, hey, we designed this new character and then put like G1 Bumblebee's head onto it Uh, because I find that a lot less interesting because then I'm like, well, you just put G1 Bumblebee's head on a thing 
and I like that that's that that's pushing too far that's too much icing uh but I also really like just fully original things so I, I don't have any like personally I don't actually have like any hard stop really on a lot of this stuff as long as it just looks cool um I, I don't need it to be all that all that perfect in homage uh I guess another thing that rides a line on that galaxy prime like they don't actually have like f- you know uh four wheels up front on the cab that part doesn't bother me. The only thing about it that bothers me is that they left a gap for the other pair of wheels, but those wheels aren't there. So there's just this funny looking gap behind the front wheels. And I, I just don't think yeah. that looks very good. Um, I don't care about the homage part. I just think aesthetically that seems awkward. Um, but you know, that's that's talk- he was talking about about fake parts like on the uh, the four wheels on the wings for Galaxy Prime and how they are not there on the vehicle mode because they're they're on the other side of the side paneling. Next part of the question reads, also, how do you feel about fake parts in media? Uh, some shows don't cheat, but sometimes have fake parts like Bumblebee and Animated or others like Transformers Prime or the movies don't seem to have a working transformation in mind at all. Uh, considering the Galaxy Prime is being used in the new IDW continuity and how accurate they apparently are being to the toys, do you justify the parts or just ignore it? Is there a good sci-fi reason for Prime to wear fake versions of his pectorals on his shoulders as armor? Or is he just super narcissistic? Is it fashionable? Should I start buying shirts with my pecs and nipples printed on the shoulders? Uh, yes. Anyways, uh, thanks for all y'all's time. I hope this rambling question doesn't come off as me being angry about the toys having fake parts. It's really just a minor complaint. It's easy for discussions to lose levity when only in text form. And honestly, I'm still buying the Galaxy Prime. Uh, and, and it mentions here in the side note, it was kind of lost in the Toy Fair news, but any thoughts on the Wonderfest reveals, uh, with Star Convoy and Armada Prime? I'd love to hear our opinions if we got them. Uh, well, we appreciate you all. Looking forward to hearing all your thoughts. It's an exciting time to be a fan since the toy lines have improved and we have new possibilities with future media. So this isn't fake parts on the toys. This is fake parts in the actual media. Like where, like in Transformers Animated, when Bumblebee transforms, he kind of is transforming in a way where he ends up with this, like an actual fake roof on his chest of sorts. Uh, or in the IDW comics, I, I didn't look closely enough at the previews, but I'm guessing if, if they do follow this thing, Prime will have like these weird, like vestigial pectorals on, on his shoulders and whatnot. Um, because personally, I don't mind it because I figure like, hey, they're alien robots. There's probably sci-fi reasons I could just make up for what it, why any of that's happening. Um, because yeah, and they've always faked it in media, like either with fake parts or disappearing parts, like mm. to make the the models smoother or whatever, um, and hiding things that are on the toy that that like all the seekers faces just being there on the bottom of the jet looking straight down mm-hmm. um they hide that in the cartoon um so i think that's just part of the deal uh because if you don't then you end up with like the gobots cartoon where like Coptor is flying around with just like his face there on the bottom of the helicopter yeah but they made that or Psykill turning his face up as he motorcycles around. They they made that respectable by leaning into it and having him just start talking. Yeah. yeah. And like looking around. Like that's respectable. Uh but yeah, I, I don't I don't really mind it. I think I think like if it sticks out a whole lot, I might go like, huh, that's weird. But then it's like I'll just have fun making up a sci-fi reason why, for instance, Optimus might have fake pecs on his shoulders as armor. You know, like, hey, why does Seed Shockwave have a drone that also just has another pair of his own arms on it. And it's like, Hey, he's a, he's a super logical scientist fella. He probably was just sitting there going like, I could use two more arms and there you go. 
I could do more science. If I had more arms, it would be logical. And then someone's like, why? And, science. And he shoots them. <laughs> uh, Turns into a gun. I was just on uh, a Moonbase 2 podcast about the, the end of, or the final phase of the IDW comics, and we spent a long time talking about IDW Shockwave. That was a cool character. That's a character who, uh, who really pushed it and made Shockwave matter. Um, someday, Seth, you should just at least read the, the record of events of IDW Shockwave. It's, it's very long. <laughs> IDW Shockwave did some stuff. Sounds like work. Well, someone will summarize it, you know? IDW yeah, Shockwave, you long. IW Shockwave uh, was relevant from year one. He was relevant for the entire 13-year run of IDW. That's that's not very common for any character in that continuity. You started saying year one, and then that made me think, dude, what if they did Shockwave year one? I mean, that like was Batman year one. They kind of did, is what I'll say. <laughs> twice they kind of they did shockwave year one and they did like shockwave year negative five if that makes any sense it shockwave comes back to cybertron after traveling around learning karate i actually can't reply yet because those comic books are still too new but (laughs) you're you're not like right on the ball but like everything you're saying i'm able to parse into actual comic events and go like that's actually eerily accurate uh, mostly the karate part. <laughs> mostly the karate part. Um. Anyway, hey, when that Moonbase Two podcast comes out, go listen to it because we we talked about nah. comics for a long time, and uh, nah. I gave I gave Mikey some crap, and uh, and we gave Andy Mikey. some crap. Mikey Schmikey. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, I have to go and bleep that now. Holy crap! Well, uh, here here's my problem with Mikey Schmikey. Whoa. Is the the other day there was a news story like scientists say that they can make dinosaurs within the next five years, and then Mikey had to roll in and rain on everybody's parade and be like, "Well, they won't actually be dinosaurs. They'll be some other science word that I can't pronounce." And it's like, "Okay, well, great. Thanks for spoiling all of our fun. We were all getting excited on Jurassic Park, and you're all like, "Well, they won't really be dinosaurs." Like, that's still the least important part. The moral of Jurassic Park is if you make dinosaurs, everyone dies. Like, that's 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 what the scientists are supposed to step in to say, not step in to say, well, they'll actually be a different uh, genus from the dinosaurs you think. They'll just be like, they'll just be dinosaur-ish. They'll be kind of dinosaur-y, but they won't actually be dinosaurs. I can confirm Mikey doesn't sound like that, by the way. I was just podcasting with him uh, the, the other day. No, he sounds worse. Oh, whoa! By the way, I want to hear you on Moonbase Two again. They got to invite you back. You're a good guest. Um, yeah, there was conversation about us doing a comic book thing, but not a Transformer thing like this other comic book thing. And then I've just I've never gotten it ready and doing. It's all my fault that it hasn't happened. Keep poking him, Mikey. Keep poking him. I think he gave up poking me. Keep po- I'm well, I'm reigniting it. I'm I am uh demanding uh that <laughs> that you keep poking. I I had mostly read the comic that he wanted to do and then I never finished it and now it's been so long I'm going to have to start over. It'll be fresh. And then you'll recognize yeah. things as you go and you'll be like, "Hey, hey, I remember this and now I'm seeing it with a fresh light, but having read it before, uh I have a fresh take on it." <laughs> 
and it's going to make for a good podcast. Um, speaking of that, uh, thank you, the Stampede, for your questions. Because uh, now we're going to go into what we got this week. Oh, but we already did it. Whoa. Whoa. The world just span around backwards once. We're back at the beginning of the podcast. We're not. Oh, my God. I don't have any new Transformers to talk about this week because none of the new stuff that America's getting has shown up in Canada. I've been looking, uh, but I have not found any of it yet. Um, And I am trying to talk myself out of picking any of it up while I'm over there in... I keep wanting to call your state Los Angeles because it's the abbreviated part in all of this. It's the L.A., which is the abbreviated part, which is what you're supposed to do with state names. But no one calls it C.A. They call it California. Uh, while I'm there, well, I, people call it Cali, and it drives me crazy. I don't like Cali. Well, while I'm over in what's K- wrong with Cal? While I'm over in Ka, I gotta talk myself out of uh, buying all of your new Transformers over there because I can get the Electronics Boutique discount if I wait, or I can get a Toys R Us sale if I wait. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen any of that fresh Studio Series stuff over here quite yet. Yeah, and isn't uh the exchange rate gonna be against you yeah hardcore it's gonna be brutally i just went to take out some american cash for the trip and it was not nice yeah you should wait (laughs) uh there's things i want to get like i have a shopping list for tfcon but it's stuff that is going to just cost what it would cost me in canadian anyway uh yeah uh going to buy retail transformers in the states there's nothing wrong with it it's just i'm rolling this into a trip out west to 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 go uh, hang out with my mom for like a week as well so the less luggage i'm dragging north and then east (laughs) over the course of a week the better uh that said i'm also like getting multiple boxes of trading cards while i'm there uh and those it turns out are quite heavy so uh i'm doing a real good job of this whole thing um but seth you got you got some bot bots it's been 45 minutes or so are you do you have any fresh feelings on them I've been just sort of fiddling with them ever since. The um the cupcake guy, there isn't much to his transformation. No, he's all aesthetic. That's a frost ferratu. Yeah. Um, yeah, there isn't much to that. Uh but you know, they're cool. They're fun. They're adorable. They are. I really like the cup of cocoa with all the marshmallows jammed in it. You gotta get the energy drink one because his brain is exposed. Yeah. Well, same with the uh the soda can guy. Oh, or is that the energy maybe drink that's guy? what I'm the thinking blue of. Can? The blue can? I think so, yeah. If you can see yeah, his brain, that that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, you got yeah, the good one. Yeah, you flip it back and it's red and yeah. it looks like a bowl of chili. That's right. Stick <laughs> you got a spoon in green. there. Big grin, not a big green. Big green is something else. Whoa. Big green dub. Well, Check well, it out on YouTube. It's hilarious. Big green dub. I have no idea what he's talking about, so I don't endorse it. But it's hilarious. Uh, it's the best English language version of Dragon Ball ever produced. Big right. Green Dub. Someone they outside. call it the Big Green Dub because that's what they changed Piccolo's name to. Someone outside. Everyone calls him Big Green. Someone drove by, going like Big Green Dub, <laughs> like while you were talking. So that's, I guess, yeah. that's what they changed Piccolo's name to. Well, he shows up, and then the character goes, "Ah, it's Big Green." Okay, I thought I thought his name was Big Green Dub, and I was like, I don't no, quite get what that means. No, it's no. This is the English language dub. The dub with re, from a B group. A B group is a B group produced the the dub, but it, it is referred to as the Big Green Dub. The dub that fans. contains Big Green. 
Not to be confused with the Malaysian dub. Right. Which is also hilarious. Well, this reminds me of a sort of what I got this week. I got a I got a nostalgic <laughs> experience this week. Uh, Matt, uh, who uh, was one of the folks involved with doing fan dubbing uh, some years ago, was reposting uh-huh. some fan dubs, and one of them was what I was in. It was the Transformers the Transformers Zone fan dub. So I re-listened to. My, I remember really liking doing that one. I re-listened to my parts. I was playing Countdown, the MicroMaster that comes with the big rocket ship base, and all I remember was. They said that he's sort of like a main hero, so I did this really overbusted superhero voice for him. Uh, and I remember it was really funny because one of the scenes I did this thing where I thought he was shouting across a room to somebody, and then they put the take in, but he's standing right next to the person he's talking to. <laughs> uh, and then I went down to the comments, and someone was like, "Why did they make Countdown sound like Homer Simpson?" And I was like, "Well, what?" And I re-listened to myself talking, and I was like, "I don't hear it. I kind of do, but I don't." Uh, so that was a trip. You should cut that part out and put it on your YouTube channel so I could see it and not have to look for it. I don't want to c- cut out someone else's video and put it on my YouTube channel. I will get content ID marked. Um, so I don't, I don't want to do that. Uh, but that, that's the, the zone fan dub. I think there's only one. Some of the, the, the star dubs are being marked as fan dubs. They aren't, uh, but, oh, geez, I got another... All the common Rider music people are suddenly hitting my 10-year-old videos. I just got a content ID on an old review I did in 2009. Because I, I used a piece of common Rider soundtrack in it. Uh, It's just a claim, not a copyright strike. So they're, they're going to make money off my 10-year-old video no one watches anymore. Uh, But, yeah, uh, I, I was then thinking, like, man, I, I remember the only other voice I did in a fan dub that I liked more than Countdown was Great Shot in the Victory fan dub. That one is not on a streaming site. That one you have to go to the fan dub site to actually, or TFCOG, uh, to actually download. So I didn't do that yet because I was just lazy enough that I didn't want to have to download anything. Oh, jeez. This volume is too loud. I think I found that Zone found dub. All right. Sweet. Uh, Well, it's Transformers Zone Episode 1 English fan dub. That should be ours. Was there more than one episode? No. There was only one episode. Okay, so somewhere in here, you're doing a Homer Simpson voice screaming at people. Apparently. Uh, uh, I, I remember in the very end, I, I rewatched the end, and I have I have a great line that I forgot about, and I started laughing again, where I'm like, and I did the line totally deadpan. I'm like, the only things I know about are space and Transformers. <laughs> and I was like, what a life. <laughs> Well, I'm at the end. People are applauding. Is it before or after applauding? I can't. It's, there's a sunset scene. Countdown's on. You have to know what Countdown looks like. He's red and he has a blue head. Oh. Somebody just spilled flowers. At some point, Countdown says he only knows about space and Transformers. And that's my favorite line. Wait. I think that's coming up. All right. Okay, here we go. Okay. They're protecting the universe. Uh-huh. There's outer space. Yep. Are we? Is there a sunset? Oh, it's just the end credits. Okay, you missed it then. Wow, you missed my big moment. That's embarrassing. I'll never find it. I'm gonna go find it for you later. I'll I'll search for it off mic. Maybe (laughs) yeah, that might be a good idea. Uh, well, you can't do that yet because I need you to tell me if you got anything off topic this week. I could do whatever I want. What the hell? Uh, did (laughs) did I get anything off topic? Let's see. Uh, no, I did, um, uh, get very angry today. 
because all my plans got destroyed oh no um right so i i have this week off hey in preparation for tfcon hey and uh my girlfriend was gonna have to go into work today for like a half day so i said okay well when you go into work and take the car i'm gonna jump on my bicycle and i'm gonna go get a haircut right on cool i'm kind of lazing around the morning i'm like oh man i gotta get moving i gotta get out here and i gotta go do the haircut and i go head to the garage and i go oh I've been putting off uh, these two miniatures I painted. I painted a beholder and a mind flare. I've been putting off uh, hitting them with the the matte varnish to protect the paint job. I can do that really quick before I leave. Grab the minis, put them in my little spray box, grab the can, shake the can for a while, go across the top of the beholder, and I go, why is it white now? Oh, no! I, I, in my rush, because haste makes waste, uh, I grab the primer can, not the matte varnish can. Uh, and now I have to repaint my beholder, or at least part of it. Luckily, I was holding it really high. Yeah. So it just sort of dusted the top. You know what? Uh, and I didn't just blast it right in the teeth. Throw a throw a <laughs> throw a purple glaze on that and just say you did some zenithal highlighting. Mm. Uh, I might do a little more to it than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, but, you know uh, what? You got that zenithal um, thing. Zenithal. That's a good word. Yeah. So I tried to wipe it off uh, too late. It dried too fast. So then I was very mad, <laughs> and then I was like. I'll deal with this later. I got to get going. So I grab my bicycle and I start rolling it out of the garage and I go, that doesn't feel right. Let me press down on the tire to see if I need to put air in the tire and it completely squishes and I rotate the tire a little bit and this big long plastic shard was jammed in and I didn't have any replacement tubes. So I just went back inside, sat down on the couch and was just uh, very depressed until my girlfriend came home. <laughs> That's my first day of my vacation. <laughs> All of these stories are making me like do the thing where something bad happens and you both wince and then think like, how do I rewind to fix this the next time I do this part? Because you're like, surely I can just replay this this component of the day. The, that would have been nice. The white paint thing is like, that's just the friggin' that set off that reaction in my head. I'm just like, oh, how do I take this back? And I wasn't even there. Yeah, uh, you you could see the damage on Twitter. Oh no, I'm gonna go look now. I have to I have to close this loop because I missed this whenever you tweeted it. I was I took a long walk today. It was not uh okay. I was imagining a lot worse. I was imagining a whole lot worse. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Like that honestly um, looks like that looks like a form of highlighting. It looks it looks a little better than it is in pictures though um the iphone camera tends to just like blur purple over it um so it it is a little worse but it's not as bad as it could be if i had like aimed right for the face and just blasted it like right in the eyes and teeth um i probably would have just put it in the garbage and pretended that it never happened (laughs) Honestly, if you do just like do a couple purple glazes first, I think that'll minimize the damage and reduce the workload. Then you can just focus on the eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, well, th- now that it's not as bad as I thought it was, I think it's also funny that those cans also just say the word read in huge letters on all of them. It's like they knew. Oh, did they say read? Yeah. I, don't know. I clearly didn't look at them very closely. <laughs> right under the Army Painter logo, they both go like, read instructions carefully. Uh, okay. Well, that was horrifying. Uh, off topic, I, I actually has, I got something I can talk about. All right. I'm going to go find you a picture. Uh, it's, it was a bit, of a, a bit of a light thing, a bit of a light thing to talk about, but uh, I'm working on a video before I leave of the 1000 Toys Synthetic Human, both scales, the 1.6 scale and the 1.12 scale. Uh, but oh, yeah. also, I received uh, the last of the new synth figures that I need. Um, this new synth was a project that 1000 Toys did with a couple of indie toy artists. Um, so I'll send you a couple photos, Seth. Uh, I can't remember how much I've talked about these on here. But uh, th- last year at Chicago, uh, thanks to wonderful folks like Stan and Nick, uh, I was able to finish uh, the Real X-Head uh, collab series of New Synth, where they did three different colorways of Real X-Head Next Man using the synthetic human as a, as a basic uh, buck. Uh-huh. Um, today, I got the Gly Ninja from the Onel Designs Glyos crossover uh, called Gliosynth, which was the Buildman, Faden, and the Gly Ninja. Uh, Buildman and Faden, the red one and the blue one, were on the Glyos uh, site for a couple hours, and that's how I got those. The Gly Ninja, I just happened to be looking at my email when Tenacious Toys, or not, uh, it wasn't Tenacious Toys, it was Toy Pizza, was like, hey, we got a couple Gly, Gly Ninjas in. If you want to get them, we have a few. So I just ordered one immediately. They were sold out when I woke up the next day. Uh, so I finished the Glycinth line of those two. Uh, Toy Pizza also did the um, their like Toy Pizza Pizza Ranger dudes. Um, I got the the evil looking one who comes with a with a with a wire posable cape. I, I only wanted one of those because uh, they're all kind of the same figure in different colors. Uh, but these ones, the, the O'Neill and the Real X Head ones, they all have like some different toolings. And also, I just I like those artists a ton. Um, so I'm really happy I collected all of it. I haven't opened any of the O'Neill or Real X Head ones yet because. I just kind of want to admire them all in the box for a little bit before I do. Um, they, they're also like those kind of cards that are like glued onto the card. They're the bubbles glued onto the cards. So I have to knife everything to get them off. Um, but I've also been the piece of coverage I've been doing is on the test body version of the synthetic human, uh, which I got a review copy of from Mother Base is a local shop that has the Canadian exclusive rights to that release. Uh, and I hadn't popped the thing open until recently to get going on the video. And it's a real cool variant because the synthetic human is all is like straight up gloss coated on a lot of its outer shell parts. And the test version, aside from being like a duller, more yellowed color and having some orange bits and like a translucent face, uh, and bloody eyes. Um, it also has a full flat coat, so it's like matte coated instead of gloss coated. Uh, it gives it a different, oh. like a different overall feel. I bet they didn't grab the wrong can. And I, I can when confirm. They doll coated it. I can confirm. I'm like so relieved. I mean, I understand what you mean about the the camera making it look not as bad, but like the, what I was imagining was like, like like a nightmare. <laughs> like I was imagining like pointing straight at it like and like like i gotta go run and dunk this in the in water right now uh kind of thing um still sucks that it happened i'm sorry you had a bad day uh that 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 flat tire no haircut thing it wasn't a flat tire but it was something else i don't remember that that has literally happened to me before (laughs) 
I'm like, I'm all ready to go get my hair cut. And then, like, things go wrong. And I'm like, I'm not doing a haircut today. Well, after my girlfriend got home, then we drove over. And I got the haircut. And that was also a terrible mistake. Oh, no. <laughs> I got I got the worst person imaginable getting my hair. She spent the whole time complaining about other things. Like, complaining about how they don't post their schedules. Mm-hmm. And the kiosk was down. And just complaining about stuff the whole time and whining and it was just uh. did your hair make it out yeah the 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 haircut ended up okay but just the process was miserable and and she's like you seen any movies lately i'm like oh, i haven't seen a movie in a while uh i'm probably gonna see captain marvel tomorrow and she's like yeah i rented bohemian rhapsody but i haven't seen it yet do you know about queen i'm like uh, yeah i i was a kid watching um the live aid performance live on tv when it happened so um yeah i know about queen and she goes yeah you look like you'd be the right age to have to have been into queen or been been around when queen was around I'm like yeah well i was a kid i mean but you know i was like a teenager when uh when the show must go on video came out and remember thinking like ooh, freddie doesn't look like he's in good shape and then he died soon afterwards and she goes oh great now i know how the movie ends I'm like, what? Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> that story was actually going pretty fine until that part. <laughs> I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, I, I don't know anything about Queen. I'm like, but surely you know Freddie Mercury had died. She goes, no, I don't know anything. I'm like, oh, sorry. Oh, well, Sorry to s- spoil what happened to somebody in real, real life hey, over listen, 20 years ago. <laughs> some of the scuttlebutt I heard is that, that that plot point is not entirely important to that movie. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Need to get Brian May on screen some more first. I haven't even seen it. Don't don't listen to me. I'm just, I have Brian May aggro sometimes. Uh, good guitar player. Uh, good guitar player. Yeah. He's a he's the scientist. Yeah. Literally. Well, scientists didn't make the synthetic human, but they did in fiction, I think. But uh, science, I like synthetic human. It's a good figure. I'm, I, I don't mind having more. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, I saw at the last um, Santa Rosa toy con, uh, there was a dealer that had some of the. Oh no, I'm I'm thinking of something else. No, they didn't have synthetic humans. They had those other figures man what were those called i think you at least got a sample sent for review if you didn't buy them all together but they were those um robot guys where they they had like they look really top heavy um, uh one of them is like red white and blue colored oh god now i'm like okay i'm trying to think of what they look like and then freaking 3a robots are actually kicking the photos out of my head and going like do you mean a bramble and I'm like, no, 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 he got me into 3A. Why would he be telling me about 3A stuff and not knowing what it is? It's not 3A stuff. I can't think of what it is now. It just got kicked right out of my head. Damn it. Yeah, you'd recognize it if you saw him. Oh, that's frustrating. No, that, that's what I was thinking. I saw those at ToyCon, not Synthetic Humans. <laughs> but yeah, Synthetic Humans look cool. Oh, those. <laughs> that's what he saw. Uh, I know. I'm pretty sure you did a video on them. I'm sure I did. We'll figure this out. We'll figure this out. Maybe a listener is in the right Venn diagram to just know what this is. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, other than that, the main stuff I've been getting off topic has just been like, I got sleeves 
for my Transformers cards, so I'll be all prepared for TFCon. Uh, I've been I've been bouncing my Transformers cards between boxes and binders, trying to figure out what's going to actually work to bring them with me to TFCon. Because um, guess what? We're going to get nerdy and play some card games at TFCon. I'm not. Well, yeah, me and Aaron are. We're WTF at TCG. It's an offshoot podcast of WTF at TFW. Yeah. We got to uh, cover the as- Astrobots? 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 Right? Astrobots, yes. Yes. I was just looking at those yesterday. That has to be... There isn't a red one. Uh, well, it's orange. Um, yes, orange. Okay, yes. All right. There's blue and white. Yes. I saw those at ToyCon. Astrobots. Those are really good, too. They, uh, That's what I was thinking of. I... Thinking of the wrong line. They, those are the same scale as the one twelve synthetic humans, and I think they Sick. go with them really well. Uh, Astrobots are very good. People should be buying those. They're uh, excellent poseable robots. Um, Seth. Uh, yeah, you get you can pose them flipping the bird. Nope, never. Not once in that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't. That's right. Because you're lame. Because I have culture. But the cool dudes. Compose them. Flip of the bird. Nope. That's lowbrow. That's that's some lowbrow. Lowbrow. Nope. Lowbrow is my favorite transformer. Hey, G one or G two? Whichever one has posable fingers. Oh, that's the masterpiece. Freaking high roller, fancy pants over here. Uh, Seth. Um, I think that actually that that finishes up what we got this week. The only thing left for us to talk about on here, since I got you here, uh, and I'm still a little bit peppy off that coffee I had. Uh, battle plans. Battle plans for Jack in the Box. Uh huh. Um, I'm we're just we're gonna go. I'm thinking we go, and I'm thinking we don't plan what we get. I'm thinking I just look at the menu and then we improvise. Yeah, just look at the menu, man. You gotta get the tacos though. Yeah, I'm assuming the tacos. You get the tacos, are... and then whatever you want. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming whatever I just you get, want, man. I get you want to get want. egg rolls? I'm assuming I get what I want, and then we're also getting tacos. You want to get a chicken rice bowl? Nah. That's up to you. Nah, nah, you want to nah. get? Do you want to get egg roll? You want to get jalapeno poppers? I'm almost down. You want to get? Uh, How are the jalapeno poppers? Are they? Are they? Are they good? Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, we'll get some else. I burned the the hell out of my mouth on one once. Here's my problem with bad jalapeno <laughs> poppers. Bad jalapeno poppers taste like a ball of fried water with cream cheese inside. And I find I it... don't think it tastes like water. Okay. So the time that I burned the hell out of my mouth with it, it. It fried in a way where the outer breading uh, remained completely solid. Like, it didn't crack. So no no steam could escape. <laughs> and then it was also rock hard on the outside. Usually they're not rock hard like this. This was a case where it was. And I, I got them as a little snack as I was walking home one day. Um. So I was crossing a street, eating them while crossing a street, or eating this one while crossing a street. Um, and I tried to gingerly bite it because I could sense there was heat. Um, and I, I could not gingerly crack the shell. So I had to keep like doing increasingly harder little bites to try to gingerly crack the shell to release the, the heat inside that I could sense. Um, and then when it cracked, it like shattered. And it squirted molten liquid blazing hot cheese all over the inside of my mouth as I was in the middle of the street that I was crossing. And uh, 
I could not play it off cool. <laughs> like, there was no way I could just sort of like act like I wasn't in pain um, as I then stumbled the rest of the way across the street <laughs> with my mouth burning fall over. from molten oh! cheese. <laughs> yeah. It was real bad. And I, I bet everyone who was sitting at that red light watching me cross the street then went home and said, you should have seen this moron crossing the street today. Just, no, they're just looking around like, who shot him? What just, <laughs> who just shot you him? You should have seen this this <laughs> dork eating jalapeno poppers right. while he walked. Jalapeno poppers are off the menu. I'm, I'm vetoing the jalapeno. <laughs> I'm, I'm 86ing the jalapeno poppers from the Jack in the Box adventure. <laughs> We don't. We don't need to get blasted in the mouth with molten cheese and and watery jalapeno. Uh, now Graham, or our little buddy Graham, mm-hmm. uh, replied on Twitter about this whole thing, um, about one of the munchy meals being the thing to get, but they don't serve the munchy meals until like after nine p.m. I don't want to go there after nine p.m. I. I don't either. Also, the munchy meals are disgusting. They're horrible nightmares. They're for people trying to die. Like, I already, do- I kind of want to, it's kind of like, if we have time on Friday, I want to go. But, like, I feel like that's our best time to go. I don't know. That's that's like me thinking about how the convention well, goes. Well, what day are you getting down there? Uh, Thursday, midday. We're, okay, we're getting down there Thursday also. I'm not, we're driving down. It's about six hours. So I don't know what time we're leaving. So I'm not sure what time we're going to get there. Okay. But maybe we keep it open. Yeah. If it's not too late, we're not too exhausted. Then, then we could go Thursday evening. I think Thursday, Friday, one of those two, well, Thursday evening or Friday midday are when it would work. Yeah. Uh, Friday night. I'm going to, I got, I I went and looked at the schedule. They started filling it out and I got, I got like two things in a row on Friday. (laughs) Uh, All right. I enjoy. I should say I enjoy having multiple things on a schedule of doing panels because I really like doing panels, and I'm super appreciative that I'm still getting to do that. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to be expected to do. Uh, well, <laughs> so. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll let you know. We got the pot. So this is these are the things you're definitely on the table for. <laughs> uh, we got the podcast roundtable confirmed. So that that's after the closing ceremonies is the big one that gets to go for like an hour, hour and a half, uh, where we kind of. It works. Um, we also have the one right before opening ceremonies. That one is on a very tight window. So we got to figure out how many podcasts are there who want to participate. And then then we figure out, all right, does that mean we have too many people and we have to just have one per go up? Or do we have enough room for more people? So we'll figure it out then. But, Seth, you're probably going to be on that one. What I'll say. Unless you don't want to. It's, it's, it's your choice. Uh, I would like to. Then, you, then you're then like you're on to. that you're on that one. You're my uh, tech, you're my tech help in case anyone starts to you know raise any any poop about it. Um, well, we'll just kick Aaron off. Oh, Aaron uh, didn't want to do the opening one last. Well, okay, he 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 chose to sit out of the opening one last time. So I figured we could just convince him to sit out of the opening one this time as well. <laughs> uh, he was like, I didn't do it last time, so I could do it this time. The best part is last time he didn't do it, and he stood at the back of the room, and because he shaved his head, I immediately <laughs> didn't recognize him. He stood at the back of the room with his arms crossed, just staring at everybody. I I mistook Aaron for not Aaron at least three times uh, in Chicago. I didn't know he shaved his head. Is it still shaved? I don't know if it's still shaved, but he turns into a different person when he has a shaved head. Like, he doesn't look like Aaron anymore. 
Uh, does he act like Aaron? He does. Or does he act? So he, or does he act cooler? He acts like is, he acts like Aaron. Aaron cooler. <laughs> he acts like Aaron, but looks different. So I keep immediately thinking, "Who's this guy who acts like Aaron?" I should tell Aaron that some guy is acting like him. And then I like look at him more. Like, oh no, that is Aaron. Right. He shaved his head. It's all it's all different. Uh. But yeah. Okay. Here's here's another Jack in the Box option. All right. You could get three different kinds of taco. Okay. You could get the regular two tacos. Those are a dollar. You could get Nacho Monster Taco. Those two dollars? Which has like melted goopy cheese and jalapenos jammed in it. And Bacon Ranch Monster Taco. I want to try all these. Which has, which has a slice of bacon jammed in it. Okay. And a ranch dressing squirted on it. So the tacos are kind of the draw of this whole thing, right? Like that's kind of, that's kind of the crown jewel. <laughs> that we're it's, going for it's the most nightmare okay um well i want to do all the tacos if they have if that's a thing i'll just do all the tacos see how much that is and then i'll you're not going to try any of the hamburgers i'll get all the tacos and i'll get a hamburger that has something on it do the fries matter? the jumbo jack is like their signature burger like all these places have their signature burger yeah now you could argue if McDonald's's signature burger is the Big Mac or the Quarter Pounder, um, but it's like the Burger neither. King, it's definitely the Whopper. I get. I mean, it's okay, so weird to me. The McDonald's burger is the Angus. The Wendy's burger is the Baconator. So I guess for me, the Jack in the Box burger I'll care about is going to be one of the weird side ones. Okay. Well, the Jumbo Jack is the most like this is a hamburger. Uh, the Bacon Ultimate Cheeseburger is 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 something something that's good something. So, okay it's uh two patties three slices of cheese and a lot of pieces of bacon uh, are the patties any good i don't know fast food i need their best patty basically like that's why the angus is the best patty at mcdonald's the baconator is the best patty at wendy's so i need the best patty that's a, a jack in the box and I'll, then i'll be able to assess it okay well there's there's their regular hamburger patty Right, which I think is kind of the same across the board, except for when you get into the butter jack and the bacon Swiss butter jack. What's the butter part? Uh, That's those, the... There's there's butter in it. There's oh, butter. All right. It's like they dip it in butter flavor. That's chemicals. Screwed up. That's. <laughs> yeah, it's like butter burger. It was all it was all great until you used the verb dip, and then I was like, no, no, that's. Well, I don't know if they beyond. dip it in butter flavor. Also, it's like a square patty because they stole it from Wendy's, I guess. Um, um, so, yeah, I don't know if they dip it in butter flavor or if they like pour butter flavor onto it. But there's something butter-ish added I'm, to I'm, it. I'm not down with this whole like liquid butter thing. I was hoping it would be like they spread butter on it because that's what butter's supposed to do. <laughs> well, I, I haven't watched them do it. I don't know. All right, we'll watch them. We'll keep an eye on There's also the sourdough burgers where instead of a bun, it slices a toasted sourdough. Is their sourdough any good? Yeah, it's, it's okay. Uh, well, kind of greasy. I think the burger is going to be. I'll figure that out in the moment. I'm, I'll just go with inspiration. I'll, I'll look at the menu. I'll go. Which of, which of these speaks to me? Which teriyaki chicken bowl? I don't want to try faux Asian food. I already have a huge like bias against that. Chili cheese curly fries. It comes in a box. I'll do chili cheese curly fries because you can't screw those up. I assume. 
Like that doesn't seem Well, Graham, I know Graham's going to be upset if you don't try their curly fries. I'll do the curly fries. I like curly fries. Because he was mad at me because I had regular ass fries. I'll pick the up the day. slack and do the curly fries. Don't worry about it. I got this. I'm an expert. I always get the spicy fries that are at Popeye's chicken. So I, I got this covered. I need I need I need interesting shapes and and sounds coming out of my potatoes. If they're prepared in a fast food restaurant. I think we got this on lock. I think we got a good plan here. I'm feeling confident. We're going to do some tacos and we'll just figure the rest out. Um, in the meantime, Seth, we've hit a perfect time on my timeline. So I'm going to close this podcast up. Uh, All right, let's close it up. Thank you for We're joining done. me, and I'll see you soon. We're going to have a good time. I'm uh, going to play some TCG while we're there. If you're going, if you're playing TCG, you'll see me. But if you're not, then please say hi anyway. Uh, say hi to Seth. Um, he's on this podcast, too. He's right over there, actually. Say hi, Seth. Hi. Yeah, say hi to that guy, and we'll see you at the show. We're, we might actually have one more podcast go up before the show because I'm doing this to myself. But uh, in the meantime, uh, we'll talk to you later, and stay safe. Add all that up, I don't know what the f it means, but you got some badass perpetrators now here to stay.